Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Peak Tea. If you're interested in tea and you want antioxidants to fuel your body, Peak Tea is the way to go. This is something I drink on a daily basis. And it's one of my favorite companies because their teas are super pure and made with powerful concentrated superfoods. And I want to tell you about their fasting teas. Now, you guys know I'm huge on intermittent fasting for all the ways it supports my energy, digestion, and immune health. Peak makes a ginger green fasting tea that's just out of this world. And their bergamot black tea is made with bergamot from Calabria, Italy. They even have a caffeine-free cinnamon tea that my whole family loves. This is the tea that I'm mostly drinking is the cinnamon herbal fasting tea, which has burdock roots, cinnamon, bergamot, and mint. Burdock's great for lymphatic system. Cinnamon is so good for blood sugar stability. These have been formulated by my friend, Dr. Jason Fung. He is the world's leading expert on intermittent fasting. So they're really incredible for curbing cravings and managing your appetite. My fasting windows just fly by. Sometimes I forget that I'm fasting at all. Even when I'm not fasting, they provide this powerful mix of antioxidants and herbs like ginger and mint that support digestion and satiety, you know, that feeling of fullness. If you ever fall victim to to a snack attack or you have cravings, I tell you, these teas are a secret weapon. I drink peak tea every day and I feel amazing. My energy, my digestion, this stuff is so much more than tea, and they have 20 different flavors. So I'm sure you can find something that you enjoy. They deliver concentrated antioxidants to support healthy immunity, digestion, and weight management. They use a cutting edge cold crystallization technology that extracts the active ingredients in superfoods at their maximum potential. That's what makes them so unique. They also triple toxin screen all of their herbs to get rid of pesticides, heavy metals, and toxic molds. So you get pure benefits with no junk. I know a lot of people are concerned when it comes to tea about some of these contaminants. You can rest assured that Peak has gotten all of this stuff out of there. They also dissolve in seconds in cold or hot water. So it's easy to drink on the go. You can add them to smoothies. I mean, it's just zero prep. And they're delicious. Peak actually won three gold medals at the Global Tea Championships for their quality and their flavor. They have 15,000 five-star reviews. I mean, that's a lot, more than any tea brand in the market. They also have a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so you either love it or your money back. So guys, go to peaktea.com slash 
Jockers, J-O-C-K-E-R-S. Go there right now. You'll get 5% off your first order. Now, Peak hardly ever offers discounts, so you don't want to miss this exclusive offer. So that's 5% off at peaktea.com slash jockers. So you just, it's spelled P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A dot com slash jockers, my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S. So try that out, guys. I know that you're going to love it. Remember, Peak Tea is the T for radiant health. So this interview is a part of a series I did called the Fasting Transformation Summit. And in this summit, I interviewed the top experts in the world when it comes to intermittent and extended fasting and autophagy and self-healing. Now, these interviews were originally done in 2019, but the information is extremely relevant today. And this expert, as you will see, really has a great knowledge of this topic and will give you guys so much value. Now, if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment and leaving us a five-star review. Your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives with this podcast. And take a moment and subscribe to our channel. That way you get instant notification every time we put up a new podcast. Thanks so much for doing that. And I'm honored to share this information with you guys. Welcome everybody to the Fasting Transformation Summit, where we are uncovering the most ancient, inexpensive and powerful healing strategy known to mankind, fasting. I'm your host, Dr. David Jockers, and today I'm going to talk to a good friend of mine who happens to be an incredible doctor and an athlete who has used fasting to help, help her overcome chronic health conditions and to be able to perform at her optimal as an athlete and as a doctor. And so the title of this is Transformative Fasting from a Female Bodybuilder. My friend is Dr. Rosie Maine, and Dr. Rosie has a passion and vision to educate her community on a new level of thinking towards health and inspire people to start making healthy lifestyle choices, and has done so for almost 20 years. She currently sees patients in her clinic, Maine Health Solutions, in Meridian, Idaho, helping families live to their full potential. She's a team chiropractor for USA Wrestling and has been traveling internationally with the team since 2009 to help them achieve peak performance and was USA Wrestling team doctor at the 2012 London Olympics and was a team chiropractor for USA Wrestling in the 2016 Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. She also does she also helps people with her weekly radio show and podcast that she does in both English and Spanish and inspires people on health transforming information all around the world. She's a co-author of Christian Living Magazine and a chiropractor for Ballet Idaho. And the most notable characteristic, and this is really what I know Dr. Rosie for, is just this incredible heart and passion for helping people. She happens to be a mother of twin boys. I have twin boys, so we have that in common as well. And she just has a heart to see families live to their God-given potential through natural health care. And so, Dr. Rosie, thanks so much for joining us with the Fasting Transformation Summit. I am so happy to be here, David. I actually have just had a passion for this topic. And so when you invited me, it was one of those things that has been on my heart. And I've been actively doing this for, you know, over a year now. Uh, and uh, just, uh, you know, sometimes these moments are just right for the right time. Yeah, absolutely. I think we were talking about it, uh, you know, back when we, we met up in Utah. I believe we had a conversation about it. 
or you posted something on, on social media. I can't remember, but I was like, you know what? Rosie would be such a good guest for this summit. And I remember we talked a little bit a while back about, you know, really what you struggled with Crohn's, right, years ago and, and discovered fasting through that. And I'd love for you to share that with our audience. Yeah, so that's actually uh, one of the biggest things that brought me to what I do now with natural health through chiropractic. I was a bodybuilder back in 2000 and going to school, um, you know, my uh, competing time was at, at its peak at that time. And uh, then about uh, six months into a, a show I that was preparing for, I began to lose extreme weight, uh, lost about 20 pounds uh, to 30 pounds in about two or three weeks. And I couldn't understand what was going on other than just I was going to the bathroom continuously. And so um, stress at the time, I think too, uh, you top off the emotional stuff, the physical, just I was going to um, begin uh, medical school. So um, long story short, short I uh, got to the point where I went to the hospital. They found a segment of my colon that was completely raw, wanted to uh, do surgery. My, my doctors were telling me that was the only option. And luckily, uh, my dad went to come pick me up um, from San Antonio, took me back home. South Texas was going to take me to a doctor there in Mexico. And uh, my cousin came to talk to me. She says, why don't you go talk to my uh, chiropractor I work for? And I had no idea that, uh, you know, chiropractic had anything to do with uh, uh, health other than back pain. And so fortunately, you know, once talking to him and after spending the summer there, uh, things changed for me that I ended up going to chiropractic school, which leads me to what I do today. So I'm very thankful for the circumstances that sometimes we have to go through. But because of that, that started my journey through health. And I do a lot of uh, still things to help heal my gut uh, with even fasting, bone broth fasting, those kind of things for my gut. Um, but, you know, here, uh, David, uh, recently, um, my struggle personally with my story has been my uh, insulin and, and glucose sensitivities. Um, my mom actually lost her health through diabetes. My sister last year at 47 also died uh, from diabetes. So I have always had to struggle watching my family with um, just issues with health. And again, the circumstances that you walk through are for a purpose. And I have no doubt whatsoever that, you know, uh, this um, has happened to me. You know, I've been really sensitive to glucose and more so through stress. Um, uh, just this July, uh, my dad had a heart attack, a stroke, and um, he's, um, you know, been struggling with his health. But because of that last year with my mom, my sister dying, um, it totally, you know, my insulin uh, resistance was huge. My levels and, and my sugar were up to like about uh, 300, 350. Wow. And yeah. So it, it was an eye opener. It was a, a stress, you know, as far as I'm concerned was what did it. I eat right. I mean, basically I stick to a very uh, good, um, you know, ketogenic kind of type of eating, but the stress, the cortisol just rose up those uh, sugar levels. So I had to do something. And again, through prayer first, uh, you know, I started to seek answers and all I could read everything and everywhere in the Bible was back to, you know, going to fasting. And I really didn't know much more than the bone broth fast that I would do. Um, what else? So I started really researching into um, fasting and that's what brought me this last January, 2018. I started tapping into doing 
lots of different type of fasting and it's been beautiful to watch how uh, the transformations occurred, not only with my health and my sugars, but also even with my uh, lean body tissue. I couldn't like, maybe because I'm getting older or whatever, but I couldn't get that lean body tissue where I wanted it and my fat percentage was over 30%, uh, almost to 40%. And I, I, did, I didn't understand what was going on, but I definitely have brought it down closer to 20% now. And now as I compete, I want to bring it down into the teens again. So yeah, just been love. It's been amazing to see things change. Yeah, absolutely. That that is remarkable, and you know, you're so right. That stress plays a huge role with our overall health, and definitely will drive up blood sugar. And so, you were seeing obviously detrimental effects from that. And so, through prayer, you found fasting and started obviously implementing that. Now, when did you decide to compete again? Because I know that you were a bodybuilder. First off, let's talk about your bodybuilding career. Right. When you started. Right. And kind of what sort of nutritional habits you were you were taking on back when you first started bodybuilding and how that's transformed over the years. Yeah, totally has transformed my mindset. Of course, you shift as you grow and uh, you learn things. Uh, I started actually powerlifting. Um, that was in college and undergrad and, um, you know, was very competitive with powerlifting. I was very good at um, lifting a lot of weight up to, up to even a 410 pound squatting. And so, wow. um, yeah, so it was really a whole different type of mindset back then. It was just eat and sleep, eat and sleep, and you'd eat and sleep all day long and just get big. And um, it got to the point where I got too stocky. So I started to find other ways of um, uh, keeping the sport. And so I started bodybuilding and I had a friend of mine start training me. But the whole concept of eating back then with bodybuilding was eating every two hours. And so to keep up with that regimen of eating two hours and preparing. Uh, but um, the meals back in the day of, of bodybuilding back in the 1990s, uh, and that's whenever I was doing it, um, really heavily and then in the early 2000s it was just eating whatever it wasn't about eating good food it was just getting the good uh, meal in there with good macros uh, but it was all just whatever was there protein bars energy drinks um, protein drinks that were very acidic um, and that's what I know that also tipped the was a tipping point for me with my Crohn's I mean it was totally inflammatory diet. Um, and it was just, uh, lots of pasta, lots of rice, lots of, uh, you know, just whatever type of fat. Um, it wasn't really about the quality of the food. And when I met up with that chiropractor, he totally changed my mindset on, um, inflammatory foods. And that's whenever I started to learn more about that and healing the gut. And that's whenever I started to implement some of the uh, changes of getting rid of the refined foods, um, going back to real foods. And so then that's whenever I started competing more as a figure competitor. So bodybuilding is uh, more of a, now they call it physique. Um, yeah. But basically bo uh, bodybuilding now for women has become physique. Uh, but then I've started to tap into a figure uh, competitions. And so in the 2000s, I uh, competed uh, figure competitions, won a lot of events, again, but doing it with real food. And so got rid of all the top toxic food that did amazing stuff for my health and also um, my performances. And we were just winning one after another. It was beautiful. Then I got pregnant and, uh, you know, 
things kind of my mindset was more into uh, making sure I was there for my kids. So I kind of put bodybuilding and uh, figure aside and uh, have now, I think I competed once or twice after I had the, the boys, but uh, then decided, you know what, my efforts are going to go um, to my kids. But now doing it again, I want to do it in a whole different mindset. And again, doing it healthy, uh, even better than ever, um, trying to implement now the fasting and being able to prove that you can do this uh, while you're fasting, while you're still maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and I definitely want to come back to that. But, you know, first off, I want all the viewers to know that, number one, having, being an entrepreneur is not for the weak at heart to, to, to begin. Being a bodybuilder is, is obviously, you know, very, very tough sport. And then being a mom of twins, you know, I'm a father of twins. I see what my wife goes through. I know that that is definitely not for the faint of heart. Very, very challenging. So obviously you've been doing all three of these things. So I think, you know, we can, you, it's okay that you took several years off to help, you know, raise your kids. That's for sure. Um, and so you were competing. This was back like what, 2000. Five. So 2002, um, probably 2012 was my last show. Yeah, yeah. So, so I still have always kept up working out, uh, doing CrossFit, uh, just doing um, high-intensity training in my garage now. And so I've, I've, I've kept up with my muscle, but now I want to really lean into going back to either disfigure or even physique if I can get enough muscle on my body. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, I kind of have a similar past. I wasn't a bodybuilder, but I was a personal trainer. And I thought, you know, the only way I could maintain my weight at that point, I think I was about 170 pounds, um, was I had to eat, you know, literally eight meals a day, uh, you know, from the time I woke up in the morning to a protein shake before I went to bed. And that was a major contributor in me developing irritable bowel syndrome. And then I dropped 30 pounds. Um, I had extreme adrenal fatigue. I would go from sitting to standing or be dizzy with orthostatic hypotension. And I noticed that when I actually stopped eating, like fasting actually in the morning, I had less gut pain, less gut symptoms, and actually started gaining weight. And so I was doing intermittent fasting. I didn't even know the term. I would just really hydrate well in the mornings. I just felt better eating in the afternoons uh, and evening. And of course, cleaning up my diet, and that was you know a key player in, in me healing, and that was how I discovered the power of fasting. So I have a really similar story as far as that goes, um, and so I, th I find that really really interesting. We have a lot of a lot of parallels there with twins, gut issues. I know, right? And uh, and I've got diabetes in my family as well, and um, my blood sugar when I developed skin cancer later when I was 28, that was a huge factor. I had high stress. And, um, and high blood sugar. And, you know, and I was eating a healthier diet than just about everybody I knew, but these were big factors. And so fasting and ketosis really helped me heal both of those conditions. And so let's talk about, you know, the mindset shift. Cause I know when I shifted to eating, I typically, uh, you know, when I, when I was healing from irritable bowel, I reduced my meals to two meals, um, one to two meals a day, which is, you know, still what I, what I typically do. And that was a huge mindset shift for me. Like I thought there's no way, like I'm going to lose weight. And as I started, actually my muscle tissue got better. I actually was gaining weight. I felt stronger in the gym. I thought this is, I can't believe this. What, what, how is this even possible? All my professors, 
you know, I was taking exercise science classes and they all said, well, that, you know, that, that doesn't, it doesn't work like that, but obviously it does. And so what was your mindset shift, um, as you've embraced fasting here? You know, and it was that time when I lost my sister and I started to, again, pray and I started to ask God to give me answers of, of what I needed to do. And uh, just again, like I mentioned, fasting and prayer were the verses I was coming up to. And my mindset at that point is that I was not going to allow my kids to have to suffer just like uh, my sister suffered, my mom suffered, or us even as um, my other sister and I have been caregivers. And so the mindset was, you know, the fact is, is there's people out there searching for answers and I need to find out what has to happen in my life so I can go better, help others. And uh, I know, again, I knew at that time that it was it had to happen where it was an extreme paradigm shift was uh, I started fasting uh, just spiritually, not really for the sake of physical, just spiritually. And I started to still check my uh, sugars and things were going down and down. So I was like, wow, this is uh, this is something, you know? And so I felt clearer too, of course. Uh, um, I know um, I was more connected to a higher source, but uh, even just mentally, I was able to handle more. And that's whenever I started to research more into the physical component of fasting and started to uh, really uh, dive into what was going to happen if I did this while I was working out. Because at that point, I wasn't working out. We just rest um, and, you know, not uh, do anything extreme. So I started tapping into that and I started to see even better lifts and better trainings. And so... Um, the mindset, I think at that point was, you know what, I'm going to use 2018, like a time of just healing. And it was more for the sake of doing it, not only for me, uh, but being able to be there for my family. And that was the biggest thing, you know, after losing my sister, I'm like, you know, who's next, <laughs> you know, and after that, um, I think, um, was a light bulb moment the epiphany that we need sometimes to wake up and do something about it. Yeah, it's a, you know, the pain to purpose story. Absolutely. And so you took the spiritual approach and you were saying, okay, well, you know, I've had all these issues going on with my family. I want to just take time and just surrender myself to God and hear what he has to say to me. And, and fasting can be one of the most powerful ways to do that. What was your experience like when you first started fasting? Was it really, really uncomfortable for you? Um, and did you just basically deal with that with, you know, just, um, with lots of prayer, what was your experience like as you first got started and did it get easier over time? I think that the fact that I was already, um, in the, the term that we use in the ketogenic world is keto adapted. You yeah. Know, I think that made it a lot easier. The fact that, you know, my body was already using fat for fuel. Um, but, um, what made it easier is that initially I, I started with just a, a one day, two day fast. Um, and then gradually I would, would increase the amount every month. I committed that, you know what, for this year, every, um, beginning of the month, I'm going to do a fast of extended fast, not an mm -hmm. intermittent fast. We I had played with intermittent fasting and that was, uh, already doing really good benefits for my, um, for my body. But I think that the biggest, uh, change in my glucose levels and my healing with autophagy being a big, um, you know, concept that I learned at that point, you know, is, uh, the healing began when I did extended fasting. And so I started with a two to three in January, checked my levels were good. So for February, I started, you know, I said I'm going to aim for five days and I did the five days. 
then in March, you know, I just kind of did a little bit more. And uh, I think my longest fast uh, of water extended fast has been up to nine days. Um, and it's uh, one of those things that, um, you know, has really been um, hard to <laughs> to do, I think, is the, the extended fast. But I think that uh, the, the what made it easy for me initially is uh, making sure that I had my comfort food and I've kind of dropped that comfort food, which is coffee with creamer. <laughs> so initially, I was still adding the, the coffee, like a, a bulletproof coffee, um, initially in the morning. So it's not a, in a full fast because I was still adding the creamer in there. Uh, but now getting to the point of having more herbal teas and, and getting rid of the creamer, having black coffee, it's still hard. But um, that's the way I've been kind of making sure it gets done. Yeah, I, well, I love the progression. So, you know, you started out, and this is really what we're teaching people here is to start out with intermittent fasting strategies, really work on getting your body fat adapted, and then start kind of pushing it out slowly, a day, two days, right? Just kind of like you did. Then you went to three, then you went to five, then you went to nine days. Um, you were using something like, you know, like the Bulletproof Coffee, which is sort of like a fat fast, which, which has great benefits and can be more, you know, a lot of times people find that they can be more compliant with it. And you still get incredible uh, levels of autophagy. You develop, you stimulate stem cells. So you get tremendous benefits with this. And you were just kind of graduating yourself up each step along the way. So I think that that is powerful for the listeners to take away. It's not like you just jumped in full, full throttle, which you certainly could. Um, however, it's a little bit more dangerous and, and it can definitely be really uncomfortable if you just jump in, you're like, okay, I'm doing a five day water fast right away. Um, may not be the best strategy. So you graduated up slowly, you know, and you just basically said at the beginning of every month, I'm going to do some sort of fast. Um, and you were doing this with the, with the, the right mindset. So taking a spiritual approach to this yeah, as a way of honoring God last year. Um, yeah. I started the 16 hour and the 24 hour fast. Yeah. So actually now these last two months, my commitment for November and December mm -hmm. this year is to do uh, also like a intermittent fast, but I'm doing the a 24 to 48. So um, I'm right now I'm actually fasting. Um, I fasted Monday and all the way till two o'clock today, I start my first meal, then I'll eat today, then I'll fast again Wednesday, all the way till um, mid Thursday, then I'll eat then. And then Friday I fast again. And then Saturday I have my feast day where I'll eat all three meals and kind of have diet variation, which is what yeah. I'm implementing these last two months. Um, but last year, November and December, when I started praying about fasting, I was just doing like a 16 hour fast, intermittent fasting. But I really feel that that's what actually allowed me to adapt to where in January of this year, I began the extended fast. So definitely one of those things you got to kind of build up to and uh, be committed. Because I think that's one thing that too, in the beginning of the year of 2018, I committed myself and until you commit, you know, um, you just say, this is what I'm going to do. And you do it for a bigger purpose. And like you said, from pain to purpose, you have to have a bigger it's not about just weight loss it's about healing it's about yeah. going back and, and and not only changing the metabolic effects of fasting which are great you know but I really think that the biggest intent was healing and healing uh, not only physically but spiritually and it's 10 yeah. wonders for both and that's where I mean I'm actually doing a seminar in January for my patients to do this for themselves as well it's just worked so good uh, for me but uh, it is a journey 
Hey guys, I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about the importance of electrolytes. If you're having trouble with your energy or you just want to take your game to the next level, electrolytes and good hydration are one of the most important things you can do. And most people are not getting the proper ratio of electrolytes and they're not hydrating their body well enough. If you are exercising a lot, especially outside in, in the heat and you're sweating, or if you're on a low carb diet, a ketogenic diet, or you're doing fasting, whether it's intermittent or extended fasting, you are going to lose electrolytes. In fact, when you go on a ketogenic diet, or if you're intermittent fasting, your insulin levels drop. And when insulin drops, you excrete electrolytes, particularly sodium. You really need to increase your sodium when you're on these sorts of nutrition plans, and that will help relieve hunger and, cr and cravings. It's going to help reduce cramps if you're dealing with that. Uh, some people deal with headaches when they're fasting or if they're on a low carb diet or if they're exercising in heat. That's going to help reduce headaches, tiredness, dizziness, fatigue. It's going to really support your body so you can be at the top of your game. Now, the problem with most electrolyte powders out there is they're full of sugar, artificial ingredients, different artificial colorings, things that we just don't want. They're not healthy and they don't help support hydration. So I've actually partnered with a company called Element. They've sent me some of their products and they're fantastic. Not only do they have the right ratio of sodium to potassium and magnesium in there, but on top of that, they're also flavored with stevia, which is an all natural flavoring agent that doesn't impact our blood sugar and makes this more palatable. Now, they have some great flavors. They have citrus salt, raspberry salt, and orange salt. All of them taste great. They also have an unflavored. So if you want to avoid stevia, they do have an unflavored as well. But I really like this product and this company actually works with the US Olympics. They're working with several NFL teams, NBA teams, and NBA players. A lot of high-level athletes are using Element every single day to get the best results. On top of that, you know, if you just want to be the best mom, if you want to get the best workout, you know, if you just are a hard-charging individual that wants to get the most out of life, this product can really help support you. It was founded by my friend Rob Wolf, who is a two-time New York Times best-selling author. Uh, you know, he's in the paleo space, and he also works with people that are on a ketogenic diet. And see, he's seen amazing results using this for athletes, low-carb dieters, people that are just looking to improve their overall fitness, their health, and their energy levels. And it's a great product. And you guys can find it at drinklmnt.com forward slash drjockers. And that will take you to a page where they have their variety pack. The variety pack, I think, is the best way to get started with them. It has multiple flavors, including the citrus salt, raspberry salt, and orange salt, which are the most popular. So that way you can kind of sample them and see which ones you like the best. So the link is drink lmnt.com forward slash drjockers and that will take you to the page so you can learn more about this amazing electrolyte drink again if you are an athlete somebody that really it wants to have more energy better mental clarity really wants to charge into life uh, if you enjoy working out outside especially if you like running and doing long distance work outside or if you're intermittent fasting or on a ketogenic diet and you want to get the best results Trying an electrolyte drink, I think, can really help up your game. So check that out. Again, drinklmnt.com forward slash drjockers.
Yeah, absolutely. And taking that mind, body, spirit approach, I think is so powerful. And so, you know, the whole time you were working, you're, you're still taking care of your kids. How old are your kids now? They're 10 now. Yeah, yeah. so they're 10. So you're taking, still taking care of your kids and you're, you're a chiropractor in a, a very high volume chiropractic office, very successful chiropractic office. And you're hustling, you're working, you're, you're working out, you're doing all these types of things. Um, and so did you see any decline in your performance or how did you, how did you deal with that? Initially, it was hard. Initially, my body still was trying to figure out what I was doing. And so I think that that whenever I would have uh, just those moments of uh, weakness, um, again, the beautiful thing is my husband participated with me. He actually did it with me uh, and has done so even to this day. He's doing it not because he he truly has something to do it for, but he's just an awesome husband and I can't brag enough <laughs> about him. But uh, the yeah, I think that what makes fasting easier is when you're busy. When you're busy, you don't have time to think of uh, yourself uh, for eating. It actually makes it easier. When I'm with my Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are my busiest day in my practice, making it very doable because I'll just have my tea, my water there, and I'll just be sipping that as I'm seeing patients uh, and uh, it's it's harder whenever I'm home, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll be here. Yeah. Kids want something to eat, um, cooking for them. So I'm having to just kind of sip on my tea and <laughs> that makes it a lot harder. But uh, again, I try to tune into my bigger purpose again, every time anchor uh, to that. So um, I'll be listening to either fasting uh, videos or I listen to Jason Fung a lot, um, Dr. Yeah. Jason it's just amazing and he's so awesome to listen to so uh it's been wonderful to be able to just keep my mind focused on um the purpose yeah 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 for sure and I, I you know i'm the i have the same experience when i first started fasting it was like i would do it on a weekend because i needed to rest i knew my performance was going to go down now i get my you know and this is one thing for the listeners to understand is like as you develop your fasting muscle Fasting becomes a lot easier, and I actually and it, and it and you can be you can perform at a higher level, and it's easier to get things done. You have less distractions. Yeah, the ketones are elevated in your brain, so you're sharper. So for me now, my busiest days are when I'm fasting, just kind of like you. And it's it's actually harder when I'm less busy because then I'm thinking, oh, this would be really nice to eat. <laughs> so it's it's good to be able to create a schedule over time where you know maybe in the beginning when you first start. Don't put too much stress on yourself while you're fasting. Then as you start to adapt to it, then you create more of your busyness around the fasting and more of your downtime around your eating periods. So I think uh, that's a great tip right there. And now you're doing the alternate day fasting. And we actually have Dr. Jason Fung on the summit talking about alternate day fasting and the benefits of that. It's a big, he's a big advocate of that strategy. And that's obviously what you're doing now, which I think is a really great strategy as well, because, you know, when you're doing like an extended water fast, there is a process you've got to take to break that fast that, you know, can take several days, right? I always say for every two full days that you are doing a water fast, you want one recovery day where you're just implementing more smoothies and liquid nutrition, maybe some fermented foods. Whereas when you're alternate day fasting, you can eat normal when you're breaking that fast. So it's a little bit less, um, you know, it's, it's, you can get right back into your lifestyle. It's easier, I think, to incorporate into a busy schedule and you get tremendous benefits, lots of autophagy, 
Um, you know, you're even are developing, you know, some people say you've got to fast longer for stem cells, but actually you are starting to develop some stem cells and by the doing the repeated fast like that, it can be very, very powerful stimulus over time to rebuilding your entire cellular body. So I think that's a great strategy and I think it's very easy to incorporate. You also mentioned the diet variation, kind of incorporating some feasting in there as well, because, you know, certainly we don't want the body to just we get a lot of benefits from being in a time of famine, uh, like the downregulation of inflammation, the ketones, the human growth hormone, all these amazing healing benefits. But if we're in famine too long, that thyroid shuts down, metabolism shuts down, and um, it's in a sense our body wants to go into hibernation. So you're using some feasting to help boost up the insulin, to help uh, basically rebuild your glycogen stores and to activate that thyroid hormone. And how are you doing your training now with the alternate day fasting? You said you're training for a competition. I'm training a, a four to one regimen. I do four workouts um, Monday through Thursday. I'll rest Friday, then four workouts. So it just cycles. So I haven't changed that. Uh, I think that it's actually with this um, uh, every other day fasting. I, I feast on Saturday. So I know that I'm going to feast on Saturday. So Sunday has become my leg day because that's, that's a very mm. taxing day. But on Saturday, I'll allow myself for carbs, you know, so I'll have my, um, you know, sweet potatoes. I'll have even, um, I've even gone uh, to brown rice, uh, whole grain rice, and um, even, um, you know, whole grain, you know, grains uh, like oatmeal. And uh, so I'll even add those in there, kind of shock the system a little bit. My bowel don't really like it with my, you know, issues with my gut, but it's worth it <laughs> to, to kind of like my mind just knows I'm going to have that day of rest. Yeah. So it's my extended fasting, um, three to five days. Uh, I did it for November and, uh, my, what was beautiful to watch and what I've seen is that my, my ketone levels are staying high even when I start begin eating and uh, like my ketones are still at four or five. And so it's been beautiful to see that. Um, and so it's just one of those things that I think my body is kind of getting in this groove of, of liking what I'm doing. But diet variation has also made it to where my body's always guessing what I'm doing. And even my spirit doesn't feel like I'm taxed because I look forward for these little moments of treats. And uh, when I do have treats, they're typically still ketogenic. Like I, I make it, made a ketogenic cheesecake and just indulged in that. And was okay with it, you know, and so, um, so yeah, I think just switching it up continuously. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know when when you feel deprived, it's a lot harder when you're when your mentality is saying I'm feeling deprived. It's a lot harder to carry this out and make this sustainable. So, you've developed these strategies using the feasting days and having these treats, and you've you've recreated a a, a basically you've created a very good relationship with food. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the key benefits that fasting can provide if you go into it with the right mentality. And right. so let's talk, let's switch and talk a little bit about women, women's health. Cause obviously here you are female bodybuilder, you know, in the fasting world, <clears throat> there is some controversy about females and fasting. And of course about high level athletes like bodybuilders and fasting. And so you know, basically, if you were, let's say, you know, one of your, your female competitors um, came to you, and obviously you also work with uh, USA Wrestling, right, as well. So what if one of them came to you and said, you know what, 
I see that you're doing this. How do you, how would you recommend I get started with this sort of lifestyle, adding in fasting and changing my nutrition? What would be the, some of the best ways to get started with this? But I think whether you're an athlete, you're a female, a male, I really don't really feel there's a difference. We're all human beings. I mean, yeah, you do have uh, the need for um, good quality fats. So I think that the fact is, is that as a female, we want to actually promote uh, more fat into our diets. And I think that's the biggest myth with women where we're so afraid of fats. And so mm. with this lifestyle, uh, with fasting, I mean, it goes back to also the ketogenic lifestyle, adding more fats to your diet. And then also with that, um, you know, I think there's this uh, one week before my period. And I know that many women experience that you know, changes in estrogen and progesterone. And so uh, that week before my period, I'll actually allow myself for more carbs. Sometimes people, now I really feel the body does the right thing at the right time and gives you these cravings for a reason. And so when I have that week before my period, I actually allow myself to have more uh, of the carbs that my body is craving. And so, uh, and, and actually allows my body to function better, but I'll have them with more good quality fats and, and decrease the protein. Um, and so just kind of like I've, I've tapered uh, things to fit for my needs as an athlete as well as a woman athlete. Um, I think I, I um, you know, need to read my body and listen to my body. But I think the biggest myth is that, you know, yes, you're, you're as I think the other the other myth for most women is your thyroid levels when you're fasting. You know, is it going to affect that? I really feel, you, yeah, your thyroid your metabolism goes down or your precursors are what goes down. Not really. There's been research shown that your thyroid uh, itself, hormone levels doesn't change. It's, it's the precursors. And so, uh, but it, then as soon as you start eating, it goes back up. And so I think that the, the, the myth of because you're a female, you can't do it is wrong. I've uh, proven it to myself. Uh, and as far as an athlete, I think that um, I wouldn't start, athletes with extended block fasting per se, I would just go and uh, start teaching them um, the methods of intermittent fasting, uh, specifically my like Olympic athletes that I work with. I think they still have their training twice a day, um, their needs probably for, you know, uh, more food and fuel is, is needed. I train once a day as I get closer to my competition, I may shift what I'm doing. Um, you know, it just depends on the needs for a typical female. I really feel it's needed. So much fear goes back to, I'm going to lose muscle, but your body doesn't tap into that until it gets rid of all the fat. And the reality, we have so many fat stores that we can tap into. And unless you're maybe less than 10% body fat, uh, you don't have to worry about it. Um, you're losing the muscle. I mean, it's an extreme bodybuilder may lose some muscle, but uh, a typical female, we carry a lot of fat. Now, if you are pregnant, I would probably not advise, um, you know, yeah. fasting, of course. You know, you would want to make sure you keep your fat levels up and you get a, you stick to a good, healthy uh, diet um, that is uh, filled with good nutrients all across the board. Yeah, absolutely. In total agreement with that. When you're pregnant, you want to definitely don't want to tell your body you're in a time of famine. It's not good for fertility. So yeah, that is when you eat and you eat well. Um, now, uh, you know, definitely a big fan of the intermittent fasting for bodybuilders. I think that that can be so helpful where they get a lot of benefits, whether it's bodybuilders or wrestlers. Um, obviously, you know, it's got to be catered to the, the amount of activity that the athletes have, right? But um, 
but I think that can play such a big role and, and people will ask me, you know, will I lose muscle? Whatever muscle you do lose is the muscle you don't want because your body's going to take the most inferior cells, the cells that are the oldest, the most structurally damaged, uh, the, the organelles or the mitochondria in there that are the most damaged, the, the, the least effective, and it's going to break that down and make more effective mitochondria, more effective muscle cells. So you end up <clears throat> with the potential to add more strength and more, more power um, to your body. And so that's what I've noticed personally with my training. And, and I think actually, um, there's a, actually a research study I just read here. You have fat in between your muscle fibers that your body yeah. will choose to even get rid of, making your body even leaner in essence. So, um, yeah, you you have so much uh, stores. And not only that, the debris, like you said, the oil yeah. cells. And um, so growth hormone has been shown to improve. And so it's just one of those things that we got to understand that our bodies are so smart. And I think we, we underestimate the, the brilliance of our bodies to try to survive and not you know, get rid of the things that it wants, but it gets rid of everything that it doesn't want. Absolutely. Really good. And so what are the top three to five tips you would want our listeners to know about health and about pursuing a really healthy fasting lifestyle? I think the biggest issue with most people with health today is that we underestimate that power that made the body to heal yeah. the body, is that we have more faith in a stinking pill than that power. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest one. I want to make sure people understand that our bodies are made to thrive and survive, but uh, we want to make sure that we go back and honor um, our bodies and put the right things in and get the wrong things out and allow our body to function the way it should. You know, the fact is, is that all these diseases, you know, in our medical model have been um, treated with just an outside and approach instead of an inside out approach. I think if I were to tell you my biggest, um, my passion is to teach people the principle of healing from within. And so then you want to honor and remove any interferences that whether it be uh, emotional, physical, chemical. And so we want to remove everything that's toxic, whether it be stinking thinking, whether it be interferences with uh, the chemicals that are putting in the body. So the number one thing would be toxins, you know, um, getting rid of all those toxic things that are destroying our body's function to heal. And so it could be uh, the chemicals, not only from your food, but your personal hygiene products that these toxins actually bind to fat. So it makes it very uh, very bad for your body because it's not only going to make it hard for you to lose weight because toxins was bound to fat, your body doesn't want to release the fat. So you want to get rid of those toxins. Not to mention neurotoxicity is the number one thing that we're seeing today with these toxins embedded in your, in your fat cells and your brain. And so you're seeing all these kind of diseases with Alzheimer's and MS and ADD and yeah. people are just being drugged up for it. And so the number one thing is get rid of the toxic things that are going into your life, both um, physically and also even emotionally, the toxic people and all that toxic thoughts um, that you're less than or you're weak or you're not meant to heal. And then the number two thing is also removing everything that is toxic that has been put in the body by man, like even sugar. Sugar is one of those things that um, has been uh, replaced by corn syrup and all these uh, bad, you know, genetically modified foods, 
So processed sugars, going back to real foods. And if you are going to just make some changes, going back to real sugars, you know, um, and uh, just those things that you can start changing, but then even getting rid of sugar altogether. It's so inflammatory and it feeds cancer. So um, just making baby steps to go back to getting less sugar in the system and using um, the last thing that, is that I tell my patients is when it comes to health, I think that we have that myth of fat is bad. And in essence, everything is in your body needs fat for fuel. And, and we're designed to utilize fat for fuel. And uh, we become sugar burners instead of fat burners. So going back to real good quality fats and getting rid of, of course, of all the toxic fat, hydrogenated fats, just like everything you preach, David, uh, and all your, um, um, you know, the things you do. But going back to real fat, not being afraid of it as women, hormones, uh, you know, everything, you're, you're your body is made up of fat, your nervous system. Uh, so we need fat. And so implementing that. And then lastly, I think the, the biggest change health-wise, if I were to say anything, is finding that time. I think what did it for me, even though I ate right, I exercised, I you know did all the right things, um, I get adjusted. But the biggest thing that shifted uh, my health um, to where it was deteriorating is the stress. And sometimes we can't we can't get rid of that, but uh, I had to go back and find my true source of healing. Mm -hmm. That's for me, it's God. I, I would never, you know, I don't know what I would do with that source as being the number one thing and being and just being present with him. For you, it may be something else. I'm not sure, but I think there's sometimes we don't put enough priority in just taking that time and that moment to, to get rid of all the distractions in this world that are um, leading us astray from the uh, the healing that we need from within. Yeah, that is so good. And I think that fasting along with really working on our mind, our emotions, and our spiritual walk helps us build resiliency. Mm -hmm. you know, this ability to adapt to the stresses that we're under. I always tell people, you know, we can't just sit back and think life's going to get easier. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, right? But the reality is we can always get better. We can get stronger. We can get more resilient at handling the stresses in our life. Uh, by being present moment, by um, doing things like fasting, boosting up ketones, stimulating stem cells in our body, um, boosting, you know, optimizing our hormones, and then growing closer with God and having, uh, you know, more a, uh, a father-son son or daughter relationship, right, where we can walk as, as victors in life. So um, I think that's so powerful and such a great interview, Rosie. And so thanks so much for sharing. And What's uh, just any final words of inspiration? I'm sure people will uh, will want to follow you on social media and your website, uh, especially with as you prepare for this uh, bodybuilding competition. I'm sure people want to see how you do. So I'm not sure where you're hanging out on social media, but be sure to, to let people know. I'm not sure you should do videos or something like that, especially as you prepare, because there's not many bodybuilders, competitive bodybuilders are practicing things like alternate day fasting. And so this could be a really... Um, you know, just a great, you know, there's so much interest in fasting and ketosis and things like that. So I think this would be really, uh, you know, a great uh, path for people to just follow you and see what your results are. And, um, and of course, I'm, I'm sure you'll be, be sharing more when you, you said you were going to do a, a seminar in January with your patients. And so this would all be good, great. I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening would love to, uh, to follow you. So where, where can people follow you and, and any final words of inspiration? Yeah, definitely. I'm doing a seminar, but also um, creating a webinar for it and uh, yeah. 
just uh, really getting it online. Like you said, I think that the circumstances in our life are there for a reason. I have no doubt that this has occurred in my life so I can empower others. So I'm going to do so. I think I've always held back and and uh, you know this because I was either too afraid because how could she being the one that talked about you know nutrition fall into this trap of having insulin insulin resistance and so but we all are not immune to these things yeah. uh, but because we go through these trials we're able to use it for a bigger purpose and so I'm gonna um, truly p take your word for it and um, I, I hadn't even thought about it but I will start um, demonstrating just what I'm doing more so uh, right now I already do a lot on uh, my uh, Facebook, that's on Main Health Solutions, um, and you can look on uh, my Facebook page, Main Health Solutions, my YouTube page too, uh, Main Health Solutions, Main is my last name, M-A-I-N, Health Solutions, and then I also have my Instagram, Rosie Main, R-O-S-I-E Main, um, and um, uh, the biggest uh, thing that I'm uh, going to pro probably start to implement is, is it also in my Spanish um, uh, web yeah. page and everything, so I, that's what my heart is too. I'm passionate about my, the Spanish community. I'm Hispanic background. So I'll be doing this in uh, one that's called La Dulce Solucion, which is the, the sweet solution. So I'm excited for uh, just what's coming and you actually inspired me to, to track this online. So I'm very excited for this day, but thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea because again, just the idea of being a bodybuilder or a female athlete that's implementing fasting, ketosis, you know, feasting days, just all the things that we talked about here, people just, you know, we're, they're not seeing enough of this. And I think that people would be really, really interested in learning more. And just your story, obviously, you know, the Latino population is a huge population and diabetes and insulin resistance is a big time struggle, obviously for every population, but especially the Latino population. And so I think, you know, you are a walking inspiration for them. And, uh, you know, if you're in the Idaho area, you're near Boise, right? Meridian is near Boise. You know, definitely if you want a great doctor who's going to love on you, um, give you incredible chiropractic adjustments, support your health journey, definitely check out Main Health Solutions. Follow Dr. Rosie on social media so we can uh, just all follow her journey here as a competitor that uses fasting strategies to, to improve her physique, her, her mind, her body, her spirit, and, uh, and to overcome the insulin resistance that she was struggling with. So thanks again, Dr. Rosie, for being on. And for all the listeners, I'm going to leave you with this last thought that fasting has this incredible ability to unlock the dormant healing potential within you. It's safe, it's powerful, and it just might transform your life like it has for myself and Dr. Rosie here. One of the best things you can do when you are fasting is listen to summits like this, listen to people talking about the benefits of fasting, about overcoming adversity through fasting, uh, because it will inspire your heart, your mind, and you'll be able to to push through the, the discomfort that you may experience. So I think that would be amazing. And again, if you consider owning it, we would be really, really honored and blessed. And we will see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on, or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. 
your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.